This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. I feel like some of my words may have been twisted here a little bit. I don't know. That's what editing can do. It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for TJ and Max on ESPN Radio. And, of course, on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We are presented by Progressive Insurance as we welcome back in our front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum. Mike, I know you've never been in that situation to have your words twisted before against you. Uh, never. I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. You know, the Cowboys are just a fascinating situation right now because the other night they just looked so good but we do have to factor in exactly what Washington was dealing with going into that game where do you position the Cowboys right now in the NFC are they a legitimate threat to the Green Bay Packers yeah absolutely when they're at their best they're the best team in all football and you can look at the statistics and we have a guy uh Hembo I think everybody knows here at ESPN that, that, who does a lot of different statistical analysis. Their their stats are off the charts when Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Micah Parsons are out together, which has not been, albeit a very small sample size. But Harry, you know this from an opposing offense: when a team has three dom- dominant difference-making pass rushers, it's really hard to scheme, Chris, because you could chip with one, you could slide protection to another, but somebody's going to be singled up. And what we saw the other night, and granted, Washington was undermanned, to be fair, but with three difference-making pass rushers, we don't even need to talk about the Dallas offense to think the Cowboys could really make a meaningful run. And they won't say it publicly, but Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the last thing they're going to want to do is see three young, hungry pass rushers. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Mike T. This Cowboys football team, when they're hitting on all three cylinders, offense, defense, and special teams, they're forced to be reckoned with. And the thing about it is that their team, they have young guys. It's not like they have so many veteran players and they're old and they're aging. They have some, but they don't have – it's not the makeup of their team. They have guys that are young and hungry that it, – it, I'll say probably don't even know the impact that they're even making right now. They understand they're making an impact, but they don't understand that they probably are the, the premier guy that, that or guys that are, that are making this motor run for this Dallas Cowboys football team. And I, I'd say the only thing when this, with this Cowboys team that can I can see that can hold them up is, number one, if this offense go through a lull like they just did, which I don't see it happening again. Um, I think they got it out of the way. Uh, number two is that they have to, if Green Bay gets that number one seat and they go to Green Bay and they get the number two seat and it's in late January and Tom, I mean, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are used to a custom of playing in that weather and the, and the Cowboys playing in that dome, it's going to be a different ball game because uh, I don't know who said it yesterday. Tom Brady, no, I mean, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers knows how to throw that football in that weather. He's done it his entire career. Your opposing quarterback, 
not so much. He has to figure it out in warm-ups, the way the wind is blowing and all this nonsense. I remember playing up there in December, two back-to-back years, Mike T. And no lie, it was like the third quarter. It was cold. It was at a negative degrees, but it was cool. But the fourth quarter, like the wind started swirling a certain way. And I was like, what is going on? It was snowing. The ground was frozen. I could barely feel my feet, my hands. But you get those teams that come in, like like a Dallas Cowboys who are used to being in a dome, and not saying everybody, but some of those guys might be worried about the weather more so more so they worried about anything else. You hope that's not the case. Now, vice versa, if the Cowboys can find out a way to get the number one seed, because I, I don't know, do they own the tiebreaker if them and the Packers have the same record? I believe they do. If they get the number one seed, um, I I probably would take the Cowboys to win that football game over the Greenway Packers. Now, the good news here is the you know the Packers for the Packers that is that their schedule they've got uh, what Detroit and the Bears left if I'm not mistaken. Um, I need to double check that, but they their schedule is not uh, off the charts crazy. But Mike, if if you're the can the Cowboys to you. Are they capable of going in and winning in Green Bay? Oh, absolutely. Because, again, I think on the offensive side, guys, like the word I'm using is point guard. Hey, Dak, just play point guard. Just distribute the ball. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke, and Tony Pollard. You can't turn the ball over because as great as Aaron Rodgers is, I don't think he can consistently drive the ball against that Dallas Cowboy. Again, if those three guys are healthy. Um, Now, we don't know about... David Bakhtiari, the great left tackle of the Packers. Uh, Elton Jenkins has been a guy that's also been out. So, you know, football's a game of matchups, and depending on who, who's playing for the Packer offensive line, that to me is the great equalizer. As great as Aaron Rodgers is, I'm telling you, that's the one team no one's going to want to face because no offensive line can match up with those three pass rushers. It's Minnesota and, and, say, and Detroit it's, they have yep, left, by the way. It's Minnesota. Minnesota, who's already beat. The I mean, the uh, Green Bay Packers wants this year. So it's not like we can't just say, hey, the Packers are going to steamroll over the Vikings when already this year we, we've seen the Minnesota Vikings win a football game against the Green Bay Packers. So the number one seed is still up for grabs for the Dallas Cowboys. ESPN NFL insider, uh, the front office, Mike Tannenbaum, joins us right now. All right, Mike, 11 win teams that we have. We've got the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Cowboys, and the Rams. Who do you trust the most among the Chiefs, Bucks, Cowboys, and the Rams? Am I fully basing that on the answer that you just gave me? Yeah, I would put uh, Dallas first and Tampa closely behind. You know, the inverse of what's going on with Dallas is Tampa's secondary, which is they're undefeated when uh, Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy, Bunning, uh, and Jamal Dean are healthy, the, the top three corners for Tampa Bay, because Todd Bowles, the great defensive coordinator of uh, Tampa Bay, what he likes to do is bring pressure. If they can hold up on the back end, they'll, they'll be hard to be. I mean, when you go back to last year's game, Tampa Bay's defense is really what, in my opinion, really carried that team. Tom Brady played well, but to me, the, the difference-making was that defense, and that's why it's 1 with Dallas, 1A with Tampa. 
Yeah, for me, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just for the simple fact that they have a guy named Tom Brady, and he's done it for so long. Uh, but like you just mentioned, Mike T, this defense they still have Sue, they have Vita Vea, they have Golson, they have JPP, um, Shaq Barrett. He's not gonna be available into the playoffs, and you had Levante David. I don't think he's gonna be available to, to the playoffs. But they still have Devin White. They have Kevin Mentor at the linebacker position. You mentioned if that secondary. If that secondary is all together and they're healthy, I think that's going to be the key piece because we know what this front seven can be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm not worried about Brady being without certain guys. Uh, Brady's going to figure out a way. He's done it too long to not figure out a way. So it's all going to lie on the hands of that secondary of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And can those guys play at the level that they were playing last year? Wow. I I am surprised that neither one of you, even though Mike – said what he said about the Cowboys. I'm less surprised about that. The Kansas City Chiefs are not among the not the team that you trust the most right now. I, for me. Who, who beat the Chiefs last, last year in the Super Bowl? I understand that. I understand that. But my point is simply they are rolling as well as the Packers are right now. They're playing at an exceptional level. And you know what? America agrees with me. Because we're asking this on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. The Chiefs, 54.6% are the team right now on our Twitter feed, Akeje and Max, uh, the team that uh, fans trust most among the 11 win teams. Harry, did you see what Chris just did did to us? He's like one of my teenagers, which is he he used that poll as a shield and a sword. If, if, If. we never would have heard about that if it was, you know, the Buccaneers or the Cowboys. But since it was, since America agrees with me, everybody needs to know about this poll. That poll would have been deleted if it didn't help them. Like, just like my teenagers, like, you know, like, they just, facts kind of come in and out as it may help them, which in their case, you know, they always have facts that they, it supports their side. So, Chris, that was a veteran move you just pulled on Harry and I. I appreciate I, I, that. I generally speaking, Chris. Mike, as, as you probably know, uh, facts have never been important to me. And, <laughs> Chris, Chris, listen, let me ask you a question. How many playoff games have Patrick Mahomes lost? Well, let's see. What? The Super Bowl? I, you know, why are going to be questions think, this early in the morning? I think it's what, two, right, Mike? I think it's two. Two? You yeah. know who those two losses came to? I understand. Tom Brady. Tom damn Brady. Yes. So you I, and America can go have a nice little breakfast together and drink some hot tea or some coffee. I mean, we will. <laughs> How about that? All right. It is time to get to a little bit of overreaction or not an overreaction. And we are starting back with a little Monday Night Football. And our host today, producer of the show, the one and, over, one and only Evan Wilder. All right. So you heard Tua Tungavailoa there. The Dolphins have won seven in a row. Tua leads the NFL in completion percentage over the course of this winning streak. So the Dolphins have found their franchise quarterback. Mike T, overreaction or not an overreaction? Yeah, jury's still out for me. Um, completion percentage is way up. They've gone on a nice roll here, winning seven in a row. I just got to see him get the ball down the field a little bit more often. And yesterday they were fortunate to recover that fumble. He threw the other pick, so definitely heading in the right direction. We'll know a lot more about two in two weeks after they play Tennessee and New England. Yeah, I think it's an overreaction. Why? Oh, why? <laughs> because I need. I mean, I need to see more from Tua. Like 
he's he's dinking and dunking what he did in college. And that was my knock on Tua coming out of college is that he had the he has these premier wide receivers and then they're just throwing he's throwing to him like wide open. But I, I need to see more from Tua. I need to see that football football be completed uh at a high percentage down the football field. I wanna see uh Devontae Parker get involved. I wanna see more plays, explosive plays down the field, not not five yards and you take it forty, not three yards, and then you take it 28. I want to see it being thrown 28. I want to see it being thrown 50. I want to see it being thrown 39. I would say that's an overreaction and ditto to everything that Harry just said. (laughs) Let's stay in the AFC East. The Bills are the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC, Harry. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Um, I think they're one of the threats. I don't think they're the the, the biggest, but they do have the formula uh, offensively, right? I think they can put up points as well. You look at the AFC Championship game last last year. I say both of the matchups were against the Bills last year. I thought the Buffalo Bills should have won the football game. I I, I didn't think Josh Allen uh, had his best games, and he missed a lot of throws in those games, and then he took sacks that he wasn't supposed to take. So I think the Bills actually have an opportunity. The Bills just have to find a run game if it comes to that. If they have to run the football if they say okay we're going to play this tight man coverage and it's successful what are they going to result to what is plan b is plan b going to be run josh allen or can plan b run josh allen and singletary and zach moss so do they have a plan b but i don't think it's an overreaction i i I think it is an overreaction they have a fatal flaw which is they can't stop the run we saw what happened a couple weeks ago with new england jonathan taylor they couldn't stop him and something that we don't realize this sunday New England ran for 139, excuse me, 149 yards, five and a half yards of carry. If they had won the game, that's what we'd be talking about. Guys, it's hard to fix the problem of fixing your rush defense in season. Star Lotu Lale, Tremaine Edmonds, not playing good football right now. Lotu Lale's been out quite a bit. I don't think they're going to be able to match up with Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, or that Patriot running game. I would agree that it's an overreaction, and I'm going to go back to to what Harry was talking about a little bit, and and that's simply that um, they can't run the ball, and they don't do it efficiently enough. And for me, if you're going to ask um, Josh Allen to throw it 40 times, you can win, but they are only 3-4 and this year when that's the case. It's not an ideal situation, even though he's a cold-weather guy. I, I would say that's an overreaction. Mike, you mentioned the Colts. The Colts are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Overreaction or not an overreaction? Ooh, that's a hard one for me. <laughs> Gosh, what? What? Evan, can I ask you what Carson Wentz do we have? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Dan Orlovsky. Oh, oh, oh! Shots fired. Oh boy. You know, I, I just you know just the fact that we're questioning it. I don't see the Colts as a contender because. Greatness has to show up more consistently. He played great against Arizona, but I, I just put him below the rest of those great quarterbacks in the AFC, like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Yeah, I think the Colts, um, I think they have an opportunity to upset somebody in the playoffs uh, to make a Super Bowl run. I, I, don't, I, don't, think, I don't think that uh, I don't think that at all. That's an overreaction. Yeah, I think it's an overreaction, too. There are a lot of people joining that, that Colts bandwagon right now because of Jonathan Taylor. I am not there yet, and I have the same question Mike does. Which Carson Wentz is showing up? Well, if it's the Carson Wentz that showed up against the Cardinals, maybe they will. The Card- Speaking of the Cardinals, the Cardinals won't win a playoff game. They just clinched a spot, but they won't win a playoff game. Is that an overreaction or not an overreaction, Harry? 
Um, I don't think it's an overreaction. I think it's 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 legit because I don't know what the identity of a, of this football team, this offense, to be exact. I think the one player who's been constant for them has been Buda Baker. DeAndre Hopkins has been out. Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't think he's been the best leader for this football team, especially offensively when things don't go his way or things don't go the offense's way. Um, and I, you see too many bad penalties on this team. So you. The, see the missed kicks, the safety against the Colts. They just derailed, and they have been derailing the last three games. So I'm going to go with uh, – uh, Not an overreaction. Not, yeah, not an overreaction. I was like, which one is it again? <laughs> Jeez. Mike? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm with Harry on this one. Very very similar reason. So we'll see how it plays out, but uh, I, I'm with Harry. Yeah, as am I, because I, I think this is – been kind of water seeping it's seeking its level a little bit after a 7 and 0 start they're 3 and 5 since um I, i'm just not believing in what's going on too well plus cliff kingsbury with game management not a great situation not not what you want i'm going to say not an overreaction yeah they're like 8 and 18 down the stretch under Kingsbury in his Ooh. time. Evan, what's down the stretch? Are you talking about like December? Look, I think it's after <laughs> week 13 of the season or something uh, in his tenure. I'll, I'll get that that note exactly. Um, didn't expect you to ask me that, Mike. Mike, once again, <laughs> facts are not important. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is done in Cleveland, Mike. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Uh, you guys know me. That is not an overreaction. He's <laughs> short. He's slow. He's not, he's not good enough. Bottom line, I mean, we could we could talk about till the cows come home. Unless he hits a growth spurt, he's going to get balls batted down. He can't outrun defensive linemen. They have to get a better quarterback to win in Cleveland. It's it's not an overreaction. <laughs> My reasoning is being because I just love how honest Mike T is. <laughs> I love it one hundred percent, man. I love it. Uh, not an overreaction. It, it it's over and it should be over because he's just not that good. And I know he's hurt, but doesn't matter you're out on the field and some of those decisions the other night were just bad Uh, he wasn't physically hurt that he couldn't make better decisions and absolutely if they want to win he needs to be done in Cleveland reckless speculation on my part Kevin Stefanski knew he couldn't win the game. That's why I had him throw the ball. Wanted to show the rest of the front office. See, can't win with this guy. Because I know <laughs> often coaches are not interested Dangerous. in winning games, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what did you say if I was your head coach and I pulled that move? What would you do? Uh, I don't know if we could say that on the air, Evan. <laughs> Mike said he would do more than fire me. I'll say that. Uh, by the way, under Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals 15-5-1 through seven weeks of the season, 8-18 and after. That's under. That's in his tenure. Wow. Jeez. The, we saw the top two quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft this weekend. Zach Wilson and the Jets beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. So off that game, Zach Wilson will be better than Trevor Lawrence. Chris, overreaction, not an overreaction. It's an overreaction. I think Zach Wilson is going to be good. I still fully believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. And I know we haven't seen it this season, but it's been a bad situation in Jacksonville. Let's just be fair about it. Um, once you get if you get the right coaching staff in with him offensively, absolutely Trevor Lawrence will be better. I'll say for me, I think that's an overreaction. You look at Trevor Lawrence, a guy what he did at Clemson and 
uh, from stepping on stepping on as a as a first year guy leading his team to a national championship. I think he is the prototypical quarterback. He has the upside. He's the pocket passer. He can do it with his legs as well. Um, I just love his upside from the quarterback position. So I think this is an overreaction. Yeah, I, look, I I think Trevor Lawrence still has a chance to be great. I think we're overreacting to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson played well, but like he didn't play great on Sunday. And uh, I still like Trevor Lawrence. I do believe in Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson has a chance to be good, but Trevor Lawrence to me is clearly the better prospect. All right, last one, guys. The news we got yesterday: Jimmy G has a UCL tear and a fracture in his right thumb. So Jimmy G has started his last game with the 49ers. Overreaction or not an overreaction, Mike? That is not an overreaction. I was just on GetUp, and the law firm of Spears, Foxworth, and Saturday had Aaron Rodgers at San Francisco. I'm like, hey, fellas, like, what about the inconvenient truth of having two first-round picks invested in Trey Lance? So I think not Aaron Rodgers, but Trey Lance is the future in San Francisco, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to graduate. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think Jimmy Garoppolo has played his last game in San Francisco. Uh, I don't think he'll be there next season. They're going to figure out where they can move move uh, move him to. But uh, Trey Lance, he's either going to be the Trey Lance show or the Aaron Rodgers show. I- I'm going to say it's it- it's a little bit of an overreaction because I want to see Trey Lance actually play an extended period first before I'm definitively going to move on from him. Um, it it still could it could very well happen. I would just call this an overreaction. All right, that's it. Way to wrap it up, Evan. That's Way to it. put a bow on this one. I'll put a bow on it. Max <laughs> Kellerman has been saying on this show since it started that his belief is that the 49ers drafted Trey Lance because he knew the 49ers knew that the Green Bay Packers were interested in Trey Lance and think that they can get Aaron Rodgers for Trey Lance. And remember, Boy. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, close to each other? Yeah, I, have, I still have trouble believing that the there, Packers yeah, trade him in the NFC. I'm just telling you guys, like sitting in a front office for over 20 years, there's 0% chance that could have happened. <laughs> Zero. Because it's just there's too many moving parts. Like you may say, hey – I like this guy, or maybe down the road, keep us posted. But so much can happen that it's hard to like earmark a trade a year in advance. You could say like, "Let's stay in touch," or "This year doesn't work for us." Like you, you have those conversations all the time. But it's really hard to have like a trade, an agreement in principle between ownership, head coach, GM, all the things we've talked about today, and have that locked in for twelve calendar months. Up next, is there just one team standing between Tom Brady? and an eighth Super Bowl championship. We are going to tell you in moments. It's Chris Carlin along with our buddy Harry Douglas, Mike Tannenbaum, our ESPN NFL front office insider, who joined us as well in today for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens were beaten up and decimated, to be sure, but 525 yards is still 525 yards. That was Burrow this past week. Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. And we are, as always, brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline and one of those guests joins us right now, the great Sal Palantonio, who uh, joins us. He will be on the call with an exceptionally handsome partner this coming Sunday of the Chiefs and Bengals. Sal, what's going on? How are you? Chris, they definitely went deep into the bench to put me in the booth with you. You're, 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 a, you're a legend in the booth, I hear. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Uh, as what am I, Sal. Get, right? Uh, absolutely. We're going to have a lot of fun. But, you know, Sal, let's start with Joe Burrow. Dan Orlovsky yesterday called him a top five quarterback right now. Where do you see Joe Burrow? Well, I just was watching Get Up, and I just saw Jeff Saturday make him the number five quarterback in the NFL behind Rodgers, Mahomes, and Brady, uh, and uh, Stafford, I believe. So I think there's, there's no question he's the, he's the top five quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I've done two of his games this year, a win at Baltimore and then the loss in overtime against San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just super impressed with his leadership, his toughness, his willingness to stand in the pocket. You know, here's the bottom line. When that coaching staff figures out how to create the right pass protection for Joe Burrow, the sky is the limit for the Cincinnati Bengals offense. He has tremendous components to that offense. He has tremendous options. He can go anywhere he wants with the football. He's got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, who both can win one-on-one matchups. And when they give Joe Mixon the football with volume, they get a lot of production out of their running game, and that helps pass protection. I mean, it, it to me, if they have balance on offense and pass protection, there's no telling how far the Bengals can go in the AFC. So I'll, I'll even say this. When I'm watching Joe Burrow, um, I love the confidence that he plays with, the confidence that I belong, I'm that guy, right? He has that it factor. If things uh, don't go the right way, he still keeps that calm demeanor. I love that more about Joe Burrow, more so than I think I love anything else because we all know at that position in the National Football League, if you don't have that confidence and at any point if you doubt yourself, things can go downhill just that fast. Harry, you couldn't be more right. I totally agree with you. 
And I see it when he warms up pregame. Saw it in the two games that I have covered this year, again, in Baltimore, and then a couple weeks ago against San Francisco. And then I did sideline radio uh, two weeks ago in that San Francisco game. And you can just see the level of confidence in how players gravitate towards him. He's got a, a magnetic personality in terms of just being able to be calm and confident, like you said, but also, you know, you got to deliver the goods, right, Harry? I mean, you can, you can have all that, all those intangibles, but you got to deliver the football on time and accurately, and you got to find the open man. And I know that he's got a lot of young players on that team with him who believe that he will do that in crunch time if, here's the key, if he's protected properly. Yep. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for KJ and Max on ESPN Radio. Sal Palantonio, Sal Palantonio joining us right now. All right, Sal, you know, we look around the NFC, and everybody thinks it's, or at least a lot of people think it's it's a foregone conclusion that if the Packers are going to have home field, it's going to be uh, the Packers making it to the Super Bowl. But we can't forget about Tom Brady, of course. Is it harder than ever? Or why is it harder than ever for Brady uh, for Brady to get to this year's Super Bowl? Well, he's had to deal with many more injuries this season than last. You know, Chris, I've covered all ten of his Super Bowl appearances, and I was on the, the Tom Brady road to the Super Bowl last year that went through Washington and New Orleans and Green Bay. So he's had to deal with a lot of injuries on his football team, but he's playing now with two guys who are going to go into the Hall of Fame eventually with him, and that's Rob Gronkowski. And I believe Antonio Brown has Hall of Fame numbers when you put them up against a lot of wide receivers who are already in there. And Brady obviously has a special chemistry and connection with both of those players. And so if he's going to go back to the Super Bowl, the biggest problem I see is going back to Green Bay. Now, I was there last year. When they beat the Packers, how did they beat the Packers? They beat them in the first half. The defensive coordinator at the time was Mike Patton. He did not blitz Tom Brady in the first half of that game, and Brady ate him alive, ate the Packers' defensive alive. So now Joe Brady is the defensive coordinator, and they have a completely different approach, much more aggressive, much more aggressive. And also Rodgers has two thumpers, uh, as running backs, Dylan and Jones. So it's going to be much tougher because of the way the Packers play defense and because of the way the offense is structured in Green Bay. It's more balanced on offense, and I think that that's going to give Todd Bowles and that Bucks defense more problems than it gave last year. So I think one of the things I was impressed with with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend was Antonio Brown. Uh, basically coming off the streets and giving Stephon Gilmore 10 catches for 100 yards. A lot of people, if you watch that game, Stephon Gilmore is guarding Antonio Brown for majority of the game. And he put up those numbers against a corner that we at one point uh, said was the best guy in the league, rightfully so, though. Well, what did you see on the routes, Harry? You saw a lot of hitches. You saw a lot of in-cuts. And, you know, for my money, there are a few guys that have the body control and have the ability to stop on a dime 
like Brown. And most of the time, and you, I know you watched the film, most of the time Brady was throwing to a spot mm-hmm. just before Brown was coming into his cut, not out of his cut. So the ball arrived to Antonio Brown in many cases as he was turning his head around. So they have a special chemistry and timing, and there's a, there's a reason why, you know, there was a lot of hemming and hawing about whether Brown was going to come back to the team. But clearly, we all know who's really running the franchise right now. It's Tom Brady. It's Brady who wanted Brown there. It's Brady who wanted Leonard Fournette there. It's Brady who convinced Gronkowski to come out of retirement last year. It's Brady who convinced the front office to draft Tristan Wirfs uh, for an offensive line that has really done a great job of protecting Tom Brady. But here's the bottom line for me, Harry. When Brady is protected, he has been great this year. When he wasn't protected against New Orleans, when they attacked him and sacked him four times and hit him many more times, he wasn't so good and got shut out. So to me, it's about pass protection for Brady. And if they go up to Green Bay and Joe Barry lets the dogs loose on him, it's going to be Mm -hmm. a problem. Sal Palantonio, he'll be on the call, Kansas City, and the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday. Sal, looking forward to it. Thanks for a few. All right, I'll see you Saturday night in Cincinnati. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Two up more than solid last night. And over the seven-game win streak for the Dolphins, 74% completion percentage. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas for KJ and Max on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. You know, you watched Tua play last night, and there are going to be some that will say, well, look, all he had to do was throw these short passes, and they're more like handoffs. And then you can... Look at it from the other side and say, well, he made all the plays that he needed to make. Harry Douglas, is Tua the Dolphins' long-term answer at quarterback? Look at you, Chris Carlin, trying to put the pressure on me this morning. There's Let's no go. pressure here. Um, 
Moving forward, I think Tua is the quarterback for this organization unless they can get Deshaun Watson. How do you like that answer, Chris? I think it's a hedging. That's what I think. I think you hedge your bets right there. Well, sometimes you have to hedge your things. Well, you don't have to do anything, Harry. (laughs) But you asked me, and I gave you my answer. Now, you don't have to like my answer, Chris, but I gave it to you. All right, I'll give you an answer. I don't think he is. He's not. How about that? And and the primary reason is Tua doesn't give you enough of a, an opportunity to take advantage of your best playmakers. Last night, 10 catches for Jalen Waddell, and he's only a five away now from the single-season record for a rookie in the mm-hmm. league. That's um, 101 from Anquan Bolden. But he's less than 1,000 yards, Harry, with 96 catches. And a lot of that, to me, has to do with the fact that the quarterback cannot throw the football down the field accurately. Well, that and his offensive line hasn't been the greatest either. So, I mean, you you can't just put it all on Tua. And then you you gotta you gotta look at the what did he have available to him when he started playing um, after he got hurt. Right? They had plans on on having Fuller being there. Devontae Parker has missed some times some time this year, right? So Jalen Waddle has been the guy that they've leaned on. Now you still have Smythe and Gasecki, two guys that I love at the tight end positions because I think they're a dynamic, uh, uh, a dynamic duo from, from, from the tight end position to be exact. But when you look at Tua, has he really, 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 really had a fair, fair opportunity besides this little stretch that he's been on? Has he? No. No, not not until this little this win streak they've been on. He hasn't. He hasn't really. And I, I guess, but I the problem is I feel like the shortcomings that I see are not ones that are easily fixable. And that's that's where my issue would be. Like I always feel like it's gonna be fifteen, twenty yards down the field at best, and that's gonna be it. And what did we talk about with Waddle coming into the draft? This was somebody from Alabama who would give you a chance to stretch the field a lot more. I agree with you there, but for me, I think Tua, do you think Tua can grow uh, once he trusts that offensive line? Because trust has a big plays a big factor in this. Hell, you see Big Ben the other night against the Kansas City Chiefs. He's dropping back to throw the football, and he's looking behind him as guys are running routes to make sure somebody coming and sack him. Does Tua trust his offensive line? If he gets to a point where he can trust those guys, does the offensive coordinator, does Tua trust himself enough to make those deep throws and be accurate doing so? That's the question. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, and for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. And then there was the news yesterday about Jimmy Garoppolo, a torn UCL and thumb injury as well. His status for this week, Certainly, in doubt. Here's Kyle Shanahan on Trey Lance and how he has looked in practice. This last month of Trey has been his best consecutive four weeks of practice um, since we've had him. Um, you know, he's he's had a number of good days and he's had some bad days, like most guys do. But you know, as far as his consistency and stuff, I feel this last month has been his best. Well, that's a ringing endorsement to be sure from the head <laughs> coach. Uh, he said good and bad. Uh, he's could looked. Have- yeah, more could've, consistent could've, than ever before. See, here's the best part about that statement, Harry. Than that. <laughs> yeah, here, the best part about that statement is it can be true. He has been more consistent than he has his entire time here, but that just still doesn't mean he's been good. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. And, and Trey Lance, and moving into this football game against the Houston Texans, the number one thing for him is going to be to protect the football. 
He had to start early on against the Arizona Cardinals. They lost that game 17-10. to 10. He had an interception. He wasn't that efficient, uh, but he also had 89 yards rushing. So and that's the second thing I have, utilize his legs. The third thing I have is throw a catchable ball. Every ball is not made to throw 130 miles per hour, right? If you have a guy on a five-yard shallow, okay, put some, put some, put some touch on the football. Uh, change your launch angles, whatever you got to do. If a guy has a – a 10-yard basic, basically from a slot position or the tight end who's lined up on the line of scrimmage, he goes up 10 yards and breaks in. If he has a, a basic route, right, don't throw it 130 miles per hour. There, there are different things that you can do, different ways you can deliver the football that gives your wide receivers a chance to catch a catchable football. And that's the thing. You see a lot of guys today – it's not about how hard you can throw it. It's about do you throw a catchable ball. And receivers, tight ends, and even running backs, they love when they can catch a catchable football. All right, so the 49ers right now are 8-7. and seven. They are in the sixth spot in the NFC right now. The top five teams have already clinched a playoff spot. So the 49ers being there, they've got the Texans this week, mm-hmm. and then they are on the road against the Rams – the Rams have already clinched. We don't know if that game's going to mean anything either way for seeding for the Rams. Does Trey Lance, starting for the Niners, put in jeopardy the playoff spot for San Francisco? I don't think so because the opponent. And I understand the Houston Texans just beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes, I understand that. David Cully has those guys playing hard despite all the riffraff that went on in the offseason uh, when he got there, right? But – I think San Francisco is the better football team. I think they have uh, unique players offensively. Uh, I, I believe in their defensive line. I believe in their linebackers. The question mark I have for San Fran is that quarterback position and the secondary, right? If Trey Lance can just do those things, take care of the football, use his legs, and 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 and, and be – you don't even have to be great. Just be decent. I think they'll win this football game, and that will set up the showdown at the end of the year – with the Los Angeles Chargers, a team that they already thumped one time this year because they're such a physical football team. You know, the, the thing about uh, the matchup with the Rams is, as I said, it may not mean anything, but I will be fascinated to watch Trey Lance this week against the Texans because in talking to people that were around him up in uh, at North Dakota State, all said the same thing. Great guy, phenomenal player, not ready to play in year one. But here we are late in year one, Harry, and he's had a chance to take a lot of this in. I would expect, like, and I'm not comparing him, don't get me wrong, but it's it's not dissimilar to Patrick Mahomes starting at the end of his rookie year, and maybe he has taken enough in where he can actually make a difference here. Yeah, it might be his time, but I'll tell you this, Chris. This game against the uh, Los Angeles uh, Rams at the end of the year means something. The last five matchup, Kyle, matchups, Kyle Shanahan is 5-0 and against Sean McVay. Overall, he's 6-3, and so trust me, it means a lot. Well, it is going to be very interesting to watch Lance play, even if it's against the Texans this week, who might be on a little bit of a high after they win over the Chargers this past weekend. 49ers will be very, very interested to see how Lance performs. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.